Welcome to Long Story Long, the podcast where we sit down with small business owners and local creatives to share their stories. We're having honest conversations about their process, how they got their start, and anything along the way that begins with Long Story Long. I'm your host, Ashton Warner, co-founder of Ava Collective and creator of the Buffalo-based clothing line ARW. And today, I am so excited to speak with Heather Thurman. She is the creator and owner of Baby Bird Decor and Baby Bird Bridal, creating elegant, unpredictable, hand-painted pieces with the use of alcohol inks. From vases and mugs to wedding favors and gifts, Baby Bird is here to provide art in all aspects of everyday living. Earlier this year in 2023, Heather decided to make the jump and become a triple threat by acquiring Upstate Indie Weddings, the platform for all Western New York couples and vendors to come together and celebrate all things fun and exciting about wedding planning. From an extensive directory of local vendors to wedding shows, Indie Weddings is the go-to resource for everything you need to plan your dream wedding. Not only are we here to talk about Heather's story and more about her brands, but we are also here to talk more about what to expect at the next Upstate Indie Weddings show on November 3rd from 5 to 8 at 500 Pearl. So with all that being said, we got a lot to talk about. So please welcome to the pod, Heather. Hi. Hi. I am so jazzed to be here. Taking off my glasses. Okay. Yeah, get comfy. Get cozy. <laughs> Let's do it. Thank you so much for being here. As I said, as we've already been chatting. We have. We got a lot to say. So much to say. Yeah. Because be fun. when we were chatting via DM, you are one of the, I mean, we all wear a million hats mm-hmm. as Buffalo business owners, but there are a few of us who have a million different brands and a million different things, and we are both two of them. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my brain doesn't stop working, as I'm sure yours doesn't either, no. and like I can't sit still. No. My boyfriend just like, can't you just sit on the couch and no. like watch a football game? No. No, I can't. I literally you could be doing can't. Something. I could be so productive right now if I was doing six other things. Totally. Yeah. So you are a mom. You are a business owner. Yep. You are a new a business owner of a new business. Yep, yep. So three yep. businesses. You got a boyfriend. That's a job. Obviously. He's great. He's probably Shout out to listen. the partners. Shout out, Josh. You're the best. <laughs> I adore your face. And you say you have pets as well. I do. I have a dog. What's their name? Um, it's a boy. His name is Clark. You're, fr- you're surrounded by a lot of men. I, yeah. I... <laughs> I don't understand how this, this is really why this wedding thing worked out well for me because I get yeah. to get my girly out. It's like, true. Give me so the flowers, true. give me the pretty dresses, give me like all the romantic stuff yeah, because yeah. at home it's just boy stuff. Boy stuff. Everywhere. Oh, I'm sorry, but um, your dog's name. Okay. Oh, Clark. You did say that. You did yeah, say that. Yeah, Clark. The listeners are like, Ashton, get it together. It's fine. <laughs> he's a rescue. He's a, he's a sweet mm. little um, troublemaker, very mischievous. He's like a... He's a lab basset hound, oh. um, Australian healer mix. So Ooh. imagine like energy of a lab, short squatty body like a basset yeah, and yeah. like really outsmarts you like a healer. So he's I got like a that. really weird little vibe going, but we love him. I love that. Yeah. Was he from here or from New York? He was from here. So nice. when I moved back home um I decided that my little three-year-old needed a a friend a new friend Mm -hmm. and so um in true Heather fashion I definitely was like "Mm, I'm gonna buy a new house I'm gonna get my floors refinished (laughs) I'm going to take care of a three-year-old get a new job and then get a new puppy let's do all the things at once life is short facts yeah 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 yeah, absolutely (laughs) so without further ado yeah are you ready to warm up I'm so ready to warm up okay so, take us back to kindergarten, little five-year-old you. Mm-hmm. What did you want to be when you grew up? Um, so, I loved to dance. Mm-hmm. Um, I danced probably from the time I was like four to like 17. Whoa. I was like committed, like ballet, jazz, not so much tap, really wasn't my bag, but like I would do the whole recital thing. Oh. I would do the competition thing. Ooh. I was like, it got to the point my parents were like, this is getting kind of pricey, Heather. Um, I can only imagine. I was like, I'll teach. I was like teaching for a while to like Whoa. offset the cost of it. I wanted to be a backup dancer for Paula Abdul. 
Wow. That was a dream life. That's and if fun. It, if it couldn't be that, like, I would make audition videos, like, real cheeseball stuff. Whoa. It's, like, nine years old making an audition video, like, a <laughs> crazy person. I don't know where I thought I was going. But if I couldn't do that, I was definitely going to be, like, on Broadway. <gasps> yeah. I had, like, these dancing dreams. Whoa. Yeah. So we will get into you being in New York City. Yeah. But when you moved there, mm-hmm. did you, like... I'm assuming that wasn't like your full reason for moving there, but did you have like a little thing that's like, I mean, I could, I um, could go on some auditions. No. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was not actually good enough to do any of those things. Oh. Sad day. But I did take some like classes mm-hmm. at like Broadway Dance Center fun. and that was about as close as I got. Very fun. But it was, it fulfilled something in me. Yeah. Yeah. It was beautiful. I love that. Yeah. All right. So. You are not a dancer. No, uh-uh. You are just everything. Doing You're other, an artist. Other things. And a business owner, and et cetera, et cetera. So, so far within your career, what comes to mind that is something that you're really proud of? Um, so I got this question, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, man, things come so full circle. So we'll get into my career stuff later on. Yeah, yeah. But... Um, one of the job I probably was at the longest, I was a buyer for Macy's. Um, And I bought kind of everything, but mostly um, in the home space. So Mm -hmm. housewares. So think like um, pots and pans and cutlery and all that kind of stuff um, for Macy's.com. And so one of the things that I got to do, aside from actually buying it, was do a lot of the marketing. Um, And a lot of the big brands um, like KitchenAid or Cuisinart, they had these huge, huge marketing budgets. Um, And... I had all these little brands that were, had these great like stories behind them and had these mm-hmm. great products, but because they didn't have the budget, they couldn't really be on the homepage or get the Google ad spend that um, some of the bigger guys had. So I like just fell in love with these guys and I'd take the time to kind of understand their brand story um, and figure out creative ways to get like special email campaigns or create these thematic category pages about, you know, particular kind of cooking or whatever it was just to give them more of a a presence and a space um, because I thought they were really important too. And this is also like, I'm kind of old. This is a while ago. Right. So this is before like Instagram and Facebook became platforms for marketing. Um, Now, you know, you can go on Instagram and learn about a brand. But back then you really couldn't. Mm -hmm. And so um, I was really proud to do some of the work to kind of lift up some of these smaller brands that might have gotten kind of swept under the rug otherwise. Fun. Yeah, it was real fun back then. Wow. How long were you um, at that job? So I was at Macy's probably for like seven or eight years. Wow. Yeah. So I started as an intern and kind of worked my way up to director and all kinds of fun stuff in between. Goodness. Yeah. All right. Fun stuff. I don't want to ask too much about it. Like I'm jumping ahead. (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. So you have eventually made your way back here to Buffalo. I have. And you are now a part of the small business community here. So what is your favorite part about that community? Um, I think it's incredible that if you put yourself out there, you really can make these amazing connections with people and you really have no idea like the the runway that your business can really have. Um, I mean, I just DM'd you and here I am right now, you yes. know, I met another friend at a market and we became like business besties and roommates at a studio space. Um, you know, I met someone else, you know, through uh, another friend and it's just, it's amazing how everything kind of can network um, from one simple connection and totally. it really becomes the foundation of this community. And it's really amazing how much everyone is so supportive and community over competition sounds so cheeseball, but <laughs> like it's legit true. Mm-hmm. And I think also coming from the perspective of New York city where everyone is so dang cutthroat yeah, totally. and they just want to step on you to get forward. Um, it's really, it's really amazing to have such a network that really just wants everyone to succeed. Totally. Yeah. I don't remember where I said this, but I learned from being in New York, like the big fish in a small pond thing mm-hmm. just like feels so much more appealing because like it's very easy to get lost in the New York big pond small fish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, everyone, yeah. 
There's lots of fish. Lots of fish. Everybody's out to be the biggest fish. Exactly. I don't want to be the biggest fish. No, I just want to find like, I want to find my own pot, my own pond. Pod, pond. I did both. Here we are. (laughs) Talking about ponds on a pod. (laughs) Dig it. (laughs) Anyway, are you ready for your mystery question? I'm, I have a lot of anxiety about this mystery question, but okay, go ahead. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been silly. It's been keeping me up all night long. No way. No. Okay. <laughs> my baby has, but but it, it's crossed my mind a couple times. Yeah. Okay. So the question is, it's well, plainly phrased, what is your favorite movie of all time? Oh, God. But not necessarily a favorite, like, point blank, but, like, what is the movie that, like, you have just like put on millions of times that sure. you're like, that's my go-to. Okay. So if my boyfriend does listen to this podcast, which mm-hmm. I will obviously make him do, um, he will laugh so hard at this question okay. because I have what I've self-described as cinematic narcolepsy. Okay. Yes. Put a movie on. I'm out. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm, th- I'm asleep. Yeah. Yeah. We have watched Friday night at my house movie night. Oh, fun. I fall asleep every time. <laughs> and my nine-year-old is like, Mom, don't you remember the part in that movie when XYZ happened? I'm like, oh, no. I literally have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Wow. I think yeah. my mom is the same thing and she'd lie to me. Oh my God. She'd I be th- like, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm just like, lie to him. I got nothing. Maybe I should. <laughs> Let's try, I'll try that next time. I'd probably get made fun of like a whole lot less. Um, and I also don't see a lot of movies, but I mean, I think like any rom-com. Yeah. Like I'll watch if, if I have time and it has to be in the middle of the day, it can't be at night or else there's really no shot of it. But like, you know, how to lose a guy in 10 days or like breakfast at Tiffany's. It's not a rom-com, but still like anything in that kind of genre, I will watch a thousand times. Yeah. 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 Do you, are you a person when you're working that you have to have something on or do you work in silence? Um, I will usually have like music on in the background, mm. but it has to be music without lyrics. Fair. Just Fair. instrumental. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Love it. Oh, that was so much less like stressful than I thought it was going to be. They're so silly. They're, I, I was just like, oh my God, what is she going to ask me? What is it going to be? <laughs> I like, I was like, should it be like, what's like the craziest wedding trend that you've ever heard? But like, no, this is mm. supposed to be stupid. I dig it. I love it. No, my Josh will laugh about the movie question yeah, because yeah. it's like the ongoing joke. It's fine. Love it. It's fine. Love it. Yeah, it's good. So it's time. Let's do We're it. opening the floodgates. Oh my God. I'm so jazzed. Me too. <laughs> so let's start at the beginning of your career. Where were you at post high school? What were your long-term career goals at that time? So... Um, I grew up in Chictawaga. Uh, I went to Maryvale, go Flyers. Oh, that's the school district I live in. <laughs> Don't find my address, please. <laughs> um, and I was like, you know, in the future business leaders of America. Mm-hmm. I held office. That was very Whoa. fancy. National Honor Society. I Shout co-managed out. the bookstore. Like, oh. I was on a path. Very, like didn't know what it was going to be. It was a path. Um, and then I decided that I wanted to be a lawyer. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, didn't think that one was going to be the thing that came out of my mouth, huh? Um, I was going to be a lawyer. And so I went to University of Buffalo for two years. I studied history on a pre-law track. And I was going to be like, I was going to be like a civil rights lawyer. Fun. Or I was going to be someone who like fought for the underdog. I was going to be stand up there in court and like pontificate about what's right and wrong like mm-hmm. I watched a whole lot of Law and Order like Jack McCoy was like my guy um and then I interned at a law firm here here in Buffalo and uh, my dreams and reality they smashed together and I was like that's a lot of paperwork yeah, yeah. like that's a lot of research mm-hmm. and I just decided maybe I need to figure out something else because that wasn't <laughs> going to be it for me. But it's good that you interned. Yes. As opposed to goodness. like getting a job and then being like, wait, what? That would have sucked. Maybe people should be interning. That's the message of today. I think, yeah, go try it. Like yeah. you don't have to be stuck in something. No. And then you have all that debt. Imagine the debt of law. Oh my gosh. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's that. <laughs> that's where I wanted cool. to go and that didn't happen that way. <laughs> So what led you to New York? 
So I kind of knew I always just wanted to be in New York. I felt like I can figure out who I am. You know, you kind of have that like that fantasy of I'm going to go there. I'm going to figure out who I am. It's like my whole life is going to like come together. Um, and it kind of did, um, Ooh, which I is kind that. of kind of fun. You know, yeah. I feel like when I was, I was really kind of pushed out of my comfort zone. Like I didn't know anybody there. I think I had been to New York City one whole time Damn. before I moved. And that was for the orientation. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I ended up um, doing a whole lot of research when I decided I wasn't going to be a lawyer. And I knew I wanted to do something in business. I thought fashion was fun. I thought advertising was fun. Um, and I ended up um, getting into FIT. And so I went to FIT and I got a degree in fashion merchandising management and advertising and marketing communications because I'm an overachiever (laughs) and one degree was not enough. Um, And yeah, I just, I, I loved the whole experience of it. I just wanted to be in a place where I felt like I could figure out who I was and that Mm -hmm. was definitely the right spot to go. Yeah. Yeah. So you were there for 15 years. Just about, yeah, a long time. Yeah. So talk about it oh my god it was so fun Ashton <laughs> so I moved when I was 19 mm-hmm. and um like personally I got to do so many cool things that I never would have dreamed I would have been able to do had I stayed in Buffalo so I met so many amazing people all of my best friends still live in New York I mean that's where I formed all of my friendships um, my sister lives out there now which is kind of fun um but like really cool weird things like you run into famous people you know on the sidewalk or I had been an FIT for maybe like two or three weeks and we were um, helping out with New York Fashion Week you know and they needed someone when they were testing the lighting on the runways to like walk down the (laughs) runway and I was like the tallest person there and they were like do you want to go do it so I got to like walk down the runway at New York Fashion Week so they could test lighting (laughs) which is so nerdy but I thought I was hot shit it was the moment it was the moment um you know my office was in like close to Bryant Park and mm. I got to see them film the scene of sex in the city where like oh. I know like the limos you know the scene where like big stands are up I know the scene. you know the scene big sex in the city oh my girl. god I wanted to be Carrie Bradshaw I was gonna run around to be Carrie Bradshaw <laughs> you do have a similar hair type oh my god it's, <laughs> it's a little unruly but I feel like it gives me personality but like it's just like it's the hairstyle that's like super long, unkept, but like so chic. Thank you. The people I'm speaking on the people who don't have it. Sure. We want it. That's so nice. <laughs> You're welcome. I, my hair, especially these days, just gets in the way. But I appreciate that. Thank I understand. you. Thank you. Yeah, I'll roll with it. I'll roll with the compliment. <laughs> um. But there were just like so many cool things, you know, that you get to that are in New York that are literally nowhere else. Mm-mm. Unless you've experienced it like you have too, like it's really hard to describe. Totally. Um, and I feel like professionally I got to do so many really cool things, too. You know, so I went to FIT. I interned at Macy's in um, Center Core, which is uh, shoes and handbags, small other goods, which is like dream life. Like day one, I'm surrounded by like just shoes everywhere what 20 year old doesn't want that you know Mm -hmm. um and then I kind of like worked my way up and you know between trade shows and these cool like events and everything else like it was just it was really really incredible and um yeah they'll always be a part of my soul that will always just completely be in love with New York yeah yeah so towards the end of that 15 years was there like a singular moment where you were like it's time for me to come back to Buffalo. So I don't know that it was like a singular moment. I think there was like a string of moments that kind of just became an evolution. Um, so in 2014, I had my son, Ben. Um, and I remember my sister like very clearly like walking into the hospital room and she's like, okay, this is amazing, but you are different. Like your whole energy Whoa. is totally different now. Like your whole focus is completely shifted. Oh, that gives me chilies. Which is kind of crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, it just became the commuting was really difficult. Like I was living in Long Island and I was working in the city. And to commute, you know, an hour and a half, two hours each way, I didn't really have a whole lot of time with my son. Um, I do remember one moment where I had been working at Macy's and I was like, I was like, okay, I got to resign. I got to find something else that's closer, that's a little bit less... Um, 
kind of high pressure. Uh, and I had been like summoned to what I call the ivory tower, which was, um, which was the 12th floor at Herald Square was where all like the GMMs and the C-suite had sat. And one of my mentors from the beginning of my career there had kind of ascended the ranks. She heard that I was leaving and she was like trying to get me to stay. Mm -hmm. And so I remember like getting up there and being so intimidated. It's like marble floor. So that was the first time you were up there? Yeah, I had never been to that Whoa. to that office. Not, not where like, okay. like the CEO and everybody was. Yeah, that was yeah. like very scary. Because there was a couple buildings mm-hmm. that we all kind of operated out of. Um and I remember getting in her office and I would just I just admired the heck out of this woman. Like she was totally my mentor. She had two kids. She also lives in Long Island. She just totally How'd dominated. She do it? That's what I was thinking. I was like, how are you doing this? I was like, you have to have some kind of magical wisdom. Right. Like, um, did she have like a car that took her to work? No, she was riding the dang train just like I was. So I was like, how are we doing this? Um, and I, she was the kind of woman in a very male dominated industry in New York that she just could turn turn it on in the room and everyone respected mm. her she had this way of communicating she was so articulate she was such a good salesperson it was yeah. just like yeah I'll give you whatever you want like she <laughs> she was just I really respected and looked up to her and when she called me into her office I remember thinking okay maybe I'm making a mistake maybe she's gonna have some kind of like wisdom she's gonna share it with me and it's gonna yeah. totally make this easier and I sat there and she has this like gallery wall of all of her you know photos of her children And she said, Heather, you have to every day wake up and decide what percentage executive and what percentage mom you're going to be that day. And she's like, you know, I got to be 90% executive and 10% mom. She said, and when, you know, I have my PTO time and my vacation, I can flip those percentages, but that's just the way that it has to be in order to ascend to this level. And I totally, some people, that's their choice and that's what they want to do. And that's totally fine. I knew that wasn't something that I wanted from my own life mm-hmm. um so I it just kind of gave me that extra little nudge of okay this is just I'm making the right choice here I need to figure out a different cool. path and it just kind of evolved and fast forward like a couple years you know my my personal life there's a lot of changes happening I was getting divorced I got fired from a job which like Whoa. I know Ooh. within like that could be the other kind of a couple <laughs> like a couple like months I was like getting divorced. My grandmother passed away. Oh I got fired from a job. I, I had never been in detention before. Fired no. from a job. Like goody two shoes. We are the same person because I've never been in detention, but I've also never been fired. Oh my God. I was like, I don't know what I would what do. the hell? So it just kind of became like a rock bottom crossroads. And I'm like, okay, I can go left or I can go right. I feel like I had planned and worked so hard to make everything so perfect for so long and when things aren't right they're not right you know and so I kind of threw it up to the universe which is something that I am not known for doing (laughs) at all I want a pro and con list I want a checklist I want to like a focus group to figure it out like the whole thing and I had um, a job offer in New York and I had a job offer here in Buffalo cool at the same time and I was like all right throwing it up to you like whatever you think is best for me yeah give me the first job offer wherever that ends up being that's where we're gonna go and it was here in Buffalo and (laughs) within like two or three months we were back me and my son picked up everything and we moved back yeah yeah well I love that yeah it's kind of crazy so you're whole family is based here everyone's here except okay. for my sister she's in new york. yes 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 yeah. which works out well because then i can like go crash with her because mm-hmm. hotels totally. in new york are very expensive yeah they are so expensive yeah 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 <laughs> i like it takes a village it really does yeah yeah so it was it was definitely and looking back on it like i really feel like the universe is just opening up a path and when things are easier um they're right Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes when you're when you're running the treadmill the wrong way, that's kind of a sign that yeah. you should stop trying to do that thing. Totally. Um, and yeah, we've kind of not looked back since. I love that. Yeah. So hard pivot. Yeah. How does art get into all this? Great question. <laughs> Thank you. So when you're divorced <laughs> and you're or going through a divorce, I should say, we're still going through it. Um, and you're a single mom to a three year old. And you're in the middle of selling a house on Long Island and living with your parents while you're trying to find a house 
here in Buffalo and you just start a new job, your stress levels, they're kind of high. Inexplicable. They're a bit high. Okay. <laughs> not going not to lie to you. So I started this job and the job that I ended up getting was at an art store. So I was oh. um, their director of um, purchasing. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah. So it was, um, I was very grateful and fortunate to kind of find something that was tangential to what I had been doing before. And I think I had been on the job for maybe three weeks. They're like, cool, cool. We're going to need you to go to Texas to a trade show and find new stuff for the store. And I was like, whatever. Just got here. (laughs) Sure. Anything else? (laughs) Anything else? Solve world hunger while I'm at it? Like, whatever. Fine. So I went and I, um, I remember sitting down at one of the booths and it was an alcoholic vendor and, uh, she was showing us kind of how to do it. And we were playing around with the inks and I sat there for 45 minutes Wow! and I had never done like art, like traditional fine art before. Um, I always kind of considered myself a creative person, but not like a quote unquote artist. Um, I got home from the show and I bought some inks and I would put my son to sleep. And I pour myself a glass of wine and I just start like messing around with the inks. Um, and I enjoyed like creating um, art on like ceramics. Mm-hmm. So I liked the idea that it could be just like a candle holder or a vase or just something different um, instead of like traditional something you hang on your wall. So um, yeah, it just became really my version of self-care. That's how I started. Yeah. Yeah. Something I read in your Buffalo Magazine piece. Mm, yeah, so, um, so fancy. Was like, I love when you were talking about like everyone deserves to have art in their home and mm. like with the alcohol in- inks specifically, like it's so unpredictable. And that's yeah. why I put it in your intro because like I just thought like the blend of those two things like is really an interesting perspective. I feel like um, art can sometimes feel stuffy. It feels like totally. you have to go to a gallery and you have to like stare at a piece of art and have opinions about, you know, your thoughts and your feelings or whatever. You know, I just feel like all of that feels very um, like too much pressure. Yeah. <laughs> you totally. know, I feel like you can just have pretty things in your house that are different and unique and like make you happy. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's kind of how it all kind of evolved for me and really focusing more on the, the home decor aspect of it yeah. than anything else. So talk about that pivot from like just your like self-care at nighttime hobby. Yeah. How did that come into your brain as a business? Uh, so it didn't. Other people had to guys and be like, mm, girl. <laughs> So you're spending a lot of time and money on this. <laughs> you've basically been saying that you've wanted to own your own business since you were like little. Why don't you put one and one together and make yeah. two? And I was like, huh, that's a good I idea. I just see you like, it's like intervention style, but it's you in like a little room, like surrounded by your ceramics. <laughs> it's, it's like, what are you talking about? It, no, Ashton, it literally was like, it was. It was like an extra bedroom that was like a guest room. And then we were like, no one comes here. We don't need a guest room. Literally. Right? And then it was like COVID space, like COVID, like my workspace and my son's like school space. And then all of a sudden it exploded into like a stock room of yeah, yeah. stuff. It was kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, everyone kind of said, okay, you should, you know, think about this. Um, and when it came to the name, like I had always called my son, my baby bird. So he's kind of my first baby bird and this business was kind of my second. Um, but yeah, I started on Etsy and I started just selling stuff, you know, just kind of on the side, um, that started kind of taking off. And then I was doing markets, um, like Ava Collecta, shout out, out. um, (laughs) and a bunch of other ones around town. And then I started putting my stuff in some local retail shops, um, Shout out specifically to Jen from Nickel City Wax and Wayne because um, when they were selling product out of that shop, I had it there. And she was like, mm, have you ever done workshops? And I was like, wow. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just <laughs> building the plane and flying it at the same time. She's like, well, I think you should think about it. And I did. And that actually became like the most fun part of yeah. Baby Bird because it all started from self-care. Mm-hmm. And to be able to have a group of usually women, sometimes we get men, on the occasional date night. I think I've had like six guys 
or like Love a date night. dragged by their But they find <laughs> fun in it. They do. And they, I find that they take it very seriously too. Yeah. Which not is to not to go on a quick fun. tangent. Please I took do. um my husband Nolan, him and I went to Tara Clay Studio mm-hmm. in Kenmore yeah. on a date night. So much fun. Oh my god. And he have, took it quite seriously. Wait, did you have like a ghost moment? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would just imagine that that would be super fun. No, I saw ghosts after we went. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Would but, you go back and have a... I'm, I'm, I'm going left. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay, sure. I'm not, I'm going to say no nothing. <laughs> Love it. But yeah. 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 But and it like, was just... With the, with the wine? Yeah. It's a moment. It's a moment. You're sharing you, where you started with other people. Exactly. And everyone always comes in and they've had the same... Thing come out of their mouth they're like I am not an artist I don't think I can do this <laughs> and I'm like guys it's not that hard right it's really like you can't screw this up totally it just the inks do what they want to do if you're type a like I am and I just want to note like I'm spreadsheets girl mm-hmm. excel like I have to-do lists I'm a Virgo I'm very type a this is like the antithesis of what you would expect from me in an art medium. But um, people always, you know, they take their little type anus, they leave it at the door. We just have some, you know, some wine and we mess around with the inks. And when people leave, they're just like, I'm Picasso. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> like, this was so fun and relaxing. Yeah, yeah. You could kind of leave all the troubles away for just two hours and not have to worry about the kids or the chores or anything and just kind of take care of your own brain and be kind of in the creative process totally so that's been really fun and I think like that's also really helpful because when you are a business owner the actual product is so like such a small part of what you actually do so like why not make that small part stress-free yeah thousand percent yeah absolutely I unfortunately took a very stressful route with clothing but it's okay yeah that's a whole other can of worms (laughs) girl this isn't my episode (laughs) I this is supposed to be stress free. We should have we should have your episode. Wait, have you ever have you ever done Can no. I interview you next time? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. But like I feel like like it's maybe it's just like being a woman in society where I'm like I think I talk about me too much in other people's episodes so nobody wants to hear about me. I want to hear about you. <laughs> okay. okay. We'll talk after. Okay, cool. <laughs> so Another branch from Baby Bird Decor was Baby Bird Bridal. Yeah. So let's talk about that expansion. So I would have a lot of people just coming up to me at markets and they're like, this is a very, because it looks very kind of like watercolory, very kind of like delicate and kind of romantic, um, the kind of the way that I, I create it. And it kind of lends itself very naturally to bridal. And a lot of people were asking if I do anything um, like bridal favors, wedding favors, shower favors, that kind of thing. Um, And I was like, "Mm, nope, but I could. And that's kind of how all of this organically happened. It's like, I don't do that, but I could. (laughs) I I didn't sell wholesale, but um, across the street, Kayla from Wild Root called me one day and she's like, hey, I saw you at um, Horse Feathers like two years ago. Throwing it back. Blast from the past. (laughs) I think that was like my first market. In the basement. Yeah. real interesting down there yeah yeah but she was like do you do wholesale and I was like in my head nope but I told her yep and my stuff is still in there today so and you are no stranger to a line sheet I love a good line sheet are you kidding me (laughs) I had more fun making the dang line sheet in Canva, it was very pretty. Love that. Oh my god, it was so fun. And I anyway. love the wild root space. It's so pretty. So pretty. And Kayla's the sweetest. Mm-hmm. Ugh, so uh, community. Community. It goes back to small business. Community. Community. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, people were asking me about bridal and just kind of like ended up going that way. Um, and that's kind of how um, I found out about Upstate Indie Weddings. Excellent segue. Oh my god. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by An Extra Scoop. If you're anything like me, I wear a million different hats in my day-to-day life as a small business owner, so most days cooking a quality meal for myself is out of the question. That's where An Extra Scoop comes in. Healthy and delicious, home-cooked meals prepared right here in Buffalo and delivered to you. The process is simple. With five new menu options posted weekly, you can order the right amount for your lifestyle with no minimums or subscription requirements. Your order arrives pre-portioned and ready to heat. Just throw them in the fridge and take out what you need daily. 
Whether you're looking for lunch options at the office or a mix of quick grab-and-go choices at home, an extra scoop is the perfect way to make deliciously healthy meals a part of your daily routine. And for a limited time, you can take 20% off of your first order by using the code LONGPOD at checkout. Head over to www.anextrascoop.com and use code LONGPOD at checkout for 20% off your first order. Back to the show. So let's talk about it. Let's How do it. it. How? <laughs> so I, I was doing wedding favors and um, I knew that I needed, I knew that the wedding industry was a very network kind of word of mouth um, referral based business. And I really had no idea what in the heck I was doing. So I wanted to find some people. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and I kind of, you know, Googled around and upstate kind of popped up and I kind of dug into it. And I'm like, well, this seems perfect. This yeah. seems like a group of people who are all very like minded, who are all doing something a little bit out of the box, a little bit different, a little creative, not necessarily mainstream. Um, and to our small businesses that are all just kind of like working together to make pretty things and beautiful weddings for people's celebrations. And so I reached out and I ended up joining as a member. Um, and I loved the fact that it was affordable, um, as a small business, your marketing budget is very, very, very small. Totally. totally. <laughs> um, and some of the larger platforms or the larger bridal shows, for example, you know, it's very expensive and it's just not what I had in it's my budget. Like cold. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I picture like the knot and it's mm-hmm. like I don't really know what that is the knot's just so big the knot is a huge huge platform and sometimes bigger isn't always better you know yeah. they talk on social media about like your follower count can be a gajillion but if no one's engaging with you like who are you really talking to totally. you know um and so I was looking for something that was a little bit more um had a higher conversion you know it, it had um, people who were like me, who I knew that I could talk to <laughs> in real life. And, um, you know, we could all kind of help each other out. And yeah. so I joined and um, I went to a networking event uh, and I absolutely loved it. I walked away from that event having so many ideas, so many new friends. Um, and it just like really inspired me. You know, I just really love that aspect of it. Like forget even about the hadn't even like met any couples yet. I just, just the community itself, um, totally made it worth it for me. And so I was just so thrilled to be a part. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So something that we, that you just touched upon, Mm -hmm. but like, I really love with like upstate indie weddings, like it's so approachable and inclusive. And like, also with the knot, I feel like it's also like very like plastic home goods wedding (laughs) it's like this is the wedding you'll have yeah but like with indie weddings it's like all these people are coming together in the community and they're like what is your idea okay let's do it let's do it yeah yeah absolutely so let's let's just speak on it let's do it let's speak on the safe space so like you end up buying indie weddings yeah that was a (laughs) I, don't I guess expected. let's speak on that first. <laughs> How did I get from a little little old newbie member to yeah, like, so let's like, buy the thing? <laughs> this might be a little little choppy, but that's, that's okay. That's fine. So I do want to hear about more on the vendor end, like yeah. what that looks like, because I feel like that is something very interesting to hear about and speak about. But then I also want to hear about like what that looks like as like an owner and like mm-hmm. If you could like, if you wouldn't mind like speaking on like the ethos and like, yeah, just give us just word vomit. So, yeah. Oh my God. I love word vomiting. <laughs> so, so taking just like two steps back, how I got from being a member to like buying it. Yeah. 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 Was, um, and it kind of speaks to like the ethos and the, like what Allie, um, who was the original founder, Allie Egan from Made by Anatomy, who was a former guest. Shout out. Shout out, Allie. <laughs> so many shout outs today. Again. Community. Community. <laughs> Hashtag community. Um, but, you know, 
there came a point very shortly after I joined where she decided she was looking for someone to take it over. She had a lot going on on her plate and um, it was just the right time to close that chapter for herself and open it up to someone else. And I had absolutely no interest in buying a business. Um, I just knew that I really enjoyed the community. I really believed in what it stood for. And I had this whole background in marketing and business operations and all these things. So I reached out to her and I said, um, I'm not the person to buy this business, but I could be the person to just kind of help you mm-hmm. like take on some of the stuff until you find the right person. So she's like, okay, cool. Well, let's meet and talk. So, you know, when you like, you're like, I'm not going to buy the first puppy that I see. And yeah. then you buy the puppy. The puppy speaks to you. The puppy spoke to me. Yeah, and yeah. so I met with Allie and we just sat in a coffee shop for like, I don't know, two hours and I came home and my brain was buzzing. Like I had so many ideas and I was so inspired. And um, my boyfriend was like, okay, so why are you just not going to buy the business? Because you can't just sit here and like laundry list and brain dump all these ideas and then have I it was not go totally. anywhere. I was literally just going to ask you like, I, when I'm like really excited about something, yeah. I'll just like say random sentences just like out loud yeah. to my husband. And sure. he's like, okay. Yeah, like just there's like no a sounding board. There's no context. I'll be like making dinner yeah. and be like, "Oh, oh, and this." I think we could do blah 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 blah. And he's like, "Yep, sure." No, what? I'm watching the football game. Like I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Good for you. You had half the conversation in your own head, and then like a piece of it came out, and there's no context anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um. So anyway, fast forward. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, and I had this. Um, my. Uh, my, I, I always say that like you kind of have to follow your passion, right? And I felt like in the first half of my career, I was checking off the boxes. I was like climbing the corporate ladder. I was doing the thing I was supposed to do. And I really wanted my move back to Buffalo to mean something. Um, and, you know, I, I felt like this was my calling. This was really filling my cup. And I needed to, I needed to figure out a way to buy it. Yeah. And I just, you know, I loved the fact that from, um, kind of a values perspective like it was all about supporting small business you know it was all about the brand stories it was all about these these solopreneurs or these very small businesses who were inspired to do something because either they found a niche when they were themselves getting married that they were like "Mm, I couldn't find this thing I'm just gonna make this thing and then I'm gonna make a business out of it Um, or you know they you know it was a passion project whatever it was I just loved the whole experience of it. I love that it was very focused on being inclusive um, and that was showing all kinds of couples. Didn't matter, you know, your sexual orientation, your race, your religion, doesn't matter. Like love is love. Um, and that was really, that really spoke to me too. So just love the whole vibe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So at that point, not to backtrack again. It's fine. Backtrack so away. So you were doing Baby Bird whole, um, full-time at this point, yes? So I had a full-time job. Oh. Oh, no, I was still working. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't. We. <laughs> That's fine. We have a lot. Just to, So now you are Baby Bird Indie Weddings full-time. And, and a full-time job. Oh, oh no. Oh, goodness. Yeah. I mean, good for you. I'm I mean, way. at some point, like, we're going to have to drop something yeah, here. Yeah, you'll have to come back. I'll have to, yeah, we'll come back. <laughs> It'll be great. Um, but, yeah, I mean, ideally, I'd like to do just upstate and baby birth yeah. full time. Which I'm actually glad that we um, disclosed that. Yeah. Because I also feel like, not to, like, be all philosophical, but, like, I feel like Please a reason do. why I started this show was, like, Yes, everything can be great. There's so many fun opportunities as mm-hmm. your own business owner and yeah. your own boss. And you can take on all these things and there is no roadmap. But like life is real. Yeah. And sometimes you have to also work full-time jobs on top of that just for stability. Because I was also talking about this with um, my friend Paige. Shout out. Um, <laughs> it's important to not jump too quickly on what you're working on for you because as soon as it becomes like everything to you and like your mortgage and your bills become dependent on that that's when it doesn't become fun it's different and when it's like the scarcity model yeah so for all you business owners out there it's okay it's okay (laughs) like 
<laughs> it's it's stressful and yeah I mean I'm a realist like I'm a dreamer and I'm also a realist totally and I have two babies I gotta feed totally and that dog eats a lot yeah and we gotta have a house yeah you know we have to and do all these things for and all these people for all these, I have to <laughs> do all the things you know yeah um you know, eventually I'd like to get to the point where I can stop working like a maniac. Yeah. You know, I think that my whole family would agree. Um, <laughs> but you know, there is, there is the realistic aspect of it where, um, I do want to be able to grow both of these businesses in the right way yeah. and not the forced way. Totally. Because I totally. have to pay the mortgage or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's, you kind of have to balance as much as you can to yeah. be able to do it correctly and not totally. just jump off the cliff totally yeah totally so yeah to go back on the track <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. where is the track <laughs> are we on it are we strapped in something that I did I actually like really want to talk about just for like people who would want to be involved in indie weddings yeah. talk about like the vendor model like how someone would get involved and like what the structure is like mm-hmm. and everything yeah so um before I talk about the vendors I'm gonna talk about the couples really quick please so I feel like and it kind of kind of like lends itself into the vendors um so when you get engaged the first thing people do uh, they scream and they take a whole lot of selfies and they call everybody and they freak out after that subsides they go on these like Pinterest Instagram rabbit holes because they want their wedding to be you know, curated and special and a reflection of them as a couple. And we are seeing a trend where um, we're not doing these like, you know, elaborate 500 person weddings anymore. They're more intimate, they're more intentional, um, and they are more personalized to the couple and their personality and what they like. Um, That's harder to find. Totally. You know, and on a platform like The Knot, it is more of these larger companies um, that, you know, there's, again, a place and a customer for it. But our couples are looking for something that you're not going to find at every other wedding. Like, you know, if your dad wants you to get married at the fire hall, like, <laughs> okay, yeah, we're raising our hands. You can't yeah. see that. I got married the first time. My dad wanted me to get married in a fire hall. And I was like, over my dead body. That's not happening. I will say I had my rehearsal dinner at... My dad's fire hall, but okay. in the outside, it was nice. That was sure, our compromise. Sure. Oh, that's it. There's a place for compromise <laughs> always in weddings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, <laughs> it's not the dream vision that you might have. Um, but it's, it's unless you dedicate your whole like engagement to trying to find these vendors, it's really hard to make those kind of Pinterest dreams become reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where Upstate Weddings really comes into play um we have all these kind of indie vendors who can you know give you like a a really cool experience like um you know maybe it's an ice cream truck where you know it pulls up outside of your venue and at night after the reception you can like make your own ice cream sundae or maybe it's um you know a bridal salon that specifically caters to mid and plus size brides like new ivory bridal which is one of our members um it's just offering someone something that they would otherwise have kind of a hard time finding and we want to curate that and make an easier process for wedding planning because it's stressful yeah there's there's a lot lot of decisions to make totally so don't add more stress to your situation just like we've kind of done a lot of the work for you with these vendors yeah and that's kind of our call to the small business community you know if you are a vendor and you're in the bridal and wedding space um and you offer something different, you know, if you're boutique, if you are um, independent, um, you know, and y- you want kind of a community and also to kind of connect with these couples, um, come find us, you know, we'd love to be a home for you. Yeah. yeah. So once you are a small business that wants to join Indie Weddings, yeah, you are always a member. It's not like the market structure here where it's like pay the vendor fee and that's like that's just it. So you're yeah, joining the community. There's a lot of different ways to join and on a lot of different levels. Mm-hmm. So we have um, our core members. Um, so there's an application that you fill out. And then there is like an annual membership fee, which kind of covers a lot of the marketing that we do for you. Um, our members, they are listed on our directory on our website. Um, so it's nice and easy to find them. Um, we do like blog spotlights and things like that. So we can kind of talk a little bit more about what interesting things they offer 
offer. Um, they are constantly in our social media feeds. Um, you know, they are in our emails and everything else. There's also, we do a lot of wedding shows. Um, we try to make our wedding shows as, um, fun and, um, exciting and party like as humanly possible. Um, you don't want to like walk in and feel like, you know, you're just like at a cattle call or something. Yeah. It's like a, it's a business meeting. It's a business meeting. Like we've got the best venues that are cool and you can actually like see yourself getting married in them, you know, really big ones and really small ones and everything in between. Um, you know, we've got food and we've got DJs, we, you know, fashion shows, like the whole thing. Um, we really try to give our couples a reason to come and they can really plan their wedding A to Z and have a party while you're doing it. Yeah. So we have those wedding shows and our members, you know, participate in that. Um, and then we also do a lot of, um, networking. So we'll do that in a couple different ways. We'll do styled shoots. So for the vendor community, especially the small business community, photos are very expensive. Yep. Um, and so, and they have to be staged, mm-hmm. right? So if we have the florist, we have the venue, we have the photographer, we have all these people as part of the network, like let's come together and collaborate um, and create really interesting content that everyone can share. Love it. Um, and it lifts kind of all the businesses up. Um, and then we also do just like networking events, just like everyone get together. We just had one at Polished um, Nail Bar in Clarence, Ooh, which is, chic. oh my God, if you haven't been to Polished, sorry, this is another network plug, but like Love it. go to Polished. Yeah, it, I've been. They're organic, non-toxic. Um, they have like just a beautiful atmosphere and it's a really fun, really fun day. Um, but they do a lot of like bridal events too for like so bachelor like, parties. For your networking event, yeah. you do like everybody gets their nails done and just chit-chat so we just hung out and chit-chatted we had a whole like brunch thing we had like mimosas and like breakfast and we just kind of got together and I threw a topic out there and I'm like let's talk about I think we talked about marketing actually what's working what's not working like let's help each other because sometimes it's very easy to get stuck in your silo yeah um and that's the point of community so let's share um so sometimes they're just fun we just sit around and drink and chat and sometimes we have like topics Mm -hmm. we're gonna have like guest speakers come in and talk about things everything from like why it's important to um have a personal brand to maybe it's some financial or accounting assistance that kind of thing um so we really try to be a resource for our community as well yeah yeah Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's really cool. So that's all included in your membership. Correct. Yeah. So get your memberships. Get your memberships. <laughs> and, you know, honestly, we want to be as inclusive as possible. So even if you're not ready to, to be a member, you know, just tag us on social media. I'm sharing stuff all day. Yeah. Like, I love to share other businesses. Um, we love to help support and lift up. Um, if you're not a member, you're still welcome to attend our um, our bridal shows. You know, we want to have a wide assortment for our couples. So, um, you know, feel free to reach out and um and and come hang out at those as well yeah yeah so yeah november 3rd yeah it's gonna be good (laughs) which is a friday which i love yeah so usually we don't do our bridal our wedding shows on um the weekends because our venues are uh, they're booked operational yeah yeah and they've got weddings Yeah, yeah um but lucky luckily enough for us 500 pearl was available that day yeah so um it's is from five to eight. Um, we've got about 40 vendors. Everything, like your whole list can get checked off. So from venues and florists and caterers and um, dresses, like everything is going to be there. Um, we are also going to have a fashion show. Love. Which I'm really excited about. We've got... <laughs> are you um, testing the lighting? <sighs> oh my God, I could test the, oh my, I'm a pro at testing the lighting. You are. I hadn't even thought of that. It's going to be so, so well lit. Um, but we have, um, bridal chateau, which has been around for generations now. Um, and also new ivory bridal. Um, they're going to be showcasing, um, their kind of latest trends and fashions, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, we also are going to be introducing something that I'm calling the marketplace. Oh yeah. So, um, we want to kind of be a one-stop shop for, you know, your wedding planning. Um, and we have a very curated assortment of vendors. Um, the lounge shop is going to be there. Um, Cottage Bloom Candle is going to be there. Love. And Especial Designs is going to be there. And they offer really fun, like 
bride tribe, whether it's loungewear or like fun candles for favors or really pretty like polymer clay earrings for your bridal party, um, that's going to be there. And you can actually shop directly at the event. Love it. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Also, as if that's not enough, um, it's a Friday night. Yeah. And they've got Patrick's rooftop. Yeah, so perfect. And they've got spirulines downstairs. I was gonna say, I tried to bowl there at the drop of the hat. Yeah, and it was booked. So maybe book your reservation, book your lanes. Think about it. Yeah. Like make it a date night. Like totally. Either make it a date night. Sometimes the fiancés don't want to like be dragged to another wedding show. This could be a really fun one. You're right yeah. downtown, and there's tons to do. There's yeah. also like you know food and bev. Yeah, totally. And dancing. Dance. I love to do the dancing. <laughs> We've got some great DJs, so it'll be a good time. So exciting. Yeah. And the meat and potatoes. Yeah. You have been so gracious enough to give our listeners an exclusive code. So for 50% off your tickets, you can use Long Story Long at checkout to get half off your ticket sales. So tell us how people can buy tickets. What's included? The whole spiel. So you can get your tickets at www.upstateindieweddings.com. Um, just click on the event section um, and enter that promo code and you get 50% off. Um, your ticket price includes not only admission to the venue and to the fabulous party we'll be having, um, but you also get admission to the fashion show. You get... Um, as well entry into all of our giveaways. So each of our vendors are offering giveaways and the minimum value of those giveaways is 50 bucks. We have some really generous vendors. So, I mean, they give away everything from like uplighting packages to like floral, like everything you could imagine. Um, weddings are real friggin' expensive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for just a couple dollars, you could potentially walk away with some stuff checked off on your list and have it be free. Um, and then also 500 Pearl is being very generous and offering free parking for everybody. Perfect. Um, parking downtown is sometimes a little tricky. Yes. Um, so, you know, that's another thing that's included in your ticket price. Where do we park for that? So they have like a parking ramp. Okay. Yeah. So there'll be some signage and whatnot. Great. Um, but yeah, we try to make it nice and easy. Cool. Yeah. Um, my One thing about my mom is she'll always be like, okay, so we're going here. Where are we parking? I feel like <laughs> your mom and I should really meet up after this. She's great. I love it. <laughs> so this is perhaps more of a selfish question, but this sounds absolutely fabulous. If Thanks. you're not getting married, yeah. can you still come? Please do. Oh my God, please do. <laughs> um, if you don't come though, you have to like dance. That's fine. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's going to be fun. Come see the fashion show. Come try the food and beverage samples. 500 Pearl is doing like a specialty cocktail for the evening called the Pink Pearl. Love that. Yeah. It's going to be, the venue itself is just worth kind of walking around. Um, We're going to have both the Forbes Theater, which is stunning, um, but also the Grand Ballroom. So it's going to be, it's going to be really good. Love that. Yeah. So beyond this show. Yeah. Where do you see the future of upstate indie weddings going what's your plan with it so um i mean the name is upstate indie weddings so i'd love to be able to take it beyond buffalo um in the past you know we've done shows in rochester and we've kind of cultivated some relationships with people in that community as well uh and so i'd love to be able to expand into the rochester finger lakes area more have more shows specifically in that area and then really you know expand beyond that so these communities of small business don't just exist here in Buffalo and Rochester. They exist everywhere in New York. Um, and I'd really be love to be able to make network connections there and really kind of bring this vibe and this community, you know, beyond those areas and really kind of expand. Totally. Yeah. Love that. I see some fun wineries in your future. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Give me a glass of wine and I'm a happy girl. The Finger Lakes wineries. Can you imagine? X upstate indie weddings. Yes. Love that. Um, you do have an event planned in January. I do. Okay. That's good. really exciting. Yeah, let's talk Tell about us that about too. It. Mm, yeah. Let's do. Um, so we do two kinds of events. 
we do some, we do two events a year that are kind of larger. Um, this one at 500 Pearl is one of the larger ones. And then we also do some more kind of smaller, more intimate kind of events where they're a bit more experiential. So we just had one at Kinlock Farmstead um, at the end of September. We're going to be doing another one at the Legacy on 18 Mile Creek, which is a newer venue. Um, and it's probably going to be about 20 vendors, um, but they're all kind of offering, you know, a little sample or a little taste of what you could expect working with them. So for example, at our last one, we had um, photography by Alexandra. She did free mini photo shoots. Nice. And we had couples like frolicking through the lavender farm and getting some photos, you know. (laughs) Um, Alicia from Art of Blooms, she was giving out like free mini bouquets. So you can kind of like get an idea of like her creativity and like what it's like to work with her. So we're going to have some of these kind of pop-ups throughout the year as well. And our next one is January 25th at, um, at the Legacy. Love that. Yeah. So when you're at the show on November 3rd, yeah. you're like, wow, I can't wait to go to the next one. Yeah. It's already in your calendar. Boom shakalaka. Like, get them <laughs> tickets, guys. It's going to be real fun. Yes. Yeah. So pivoting a little bit more sure. back to Hugh. Me. So what, in terms of your career thus far, would you say has been the easiest parts and what has been the most challenging parts? Um, so I think the easiest parts is just um, the networking piece. Just like talking to people and meeting people and kind of the ideation piece of it um, becomes really easy when you're just sitting around talking with like-minded people. Um, That's the most fun part of it for me. Um, And kind of hand in hand, the easiest part. The part I really don't like is admin stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh, there's so much stuff. Yeah. It's like And there's like... There's so much stuff yet no like resources like yeah. well not well you can always hire people that's sure. the resource but like there's no like no way to like research it on your own it's hard and like I'm not really sure if I'm doing it right probably not but I'm doing it everyone's just kind of <laughs> building the plane and flying as they're going um I did see so random yeah tell me but I was having this exact same conversation with my mom yesterday and we passed eg tax and they had a sign in the window that said free tax school and I was like Wait. I should go to free tax school oh my God, I love that <laughs> just with their phone number but so here's the <laughs> I love that I think I'm gonna go just, you might be the only one <laughs> I might be, but that's okay that's fine. that's fine you'll get your education I'll be fine but I think that that's also like one of the things that is so important to join a community of some sort right so um Upstate, obviously, I'm going to say it's the best one, but it really helps to be able to have someone else to bounce this stuff off of and be like, uh, when are taxes due? Yeah. Like, how much should I be setting aside for taxes? Do I need a lawyer for this thing? How do I form an LLC? Like, all of these random questions that pop up, the best people to ask are people who have done it before. Um, and that's really a huge, huge benefit of being in a community like this because that's just free advice and yeah everyone's just trying to look out for each other totally yeah totally man so what do you see the future of your career looking like i mean i'd like to work one job <laughs> period <laughs> you know that'd be fun um i don't know I, I really love what i'm doing now um i really love working with all these great businesses. I really love coming up with new ideas to be able to showcase them to the couples who are kind of and connecting the couples who are looking for something special for their day. Um, you know, I think that there's about a thousand bajillion ideas I have running through my head for Upstate. Um, so I just want to kind of keep doing this, you know, this is really fun. I just want to watch it grow um, and have this little, this little baby become, you know, a full-fledged a full-fledged beautiful thing yeah and it's nice to have like quite frankly like the platform built yes and now you just get to work with the platforms honestly (laughs) like Allie did an amazing job she built such a beautiful foundation over the last decade I mean this thing has been around for a while it has a really lovely reputation people know it in the community um, and I just want to like keep pushing that that chapter of this next you know book forward just like keep going with it totally yeah love it yeah. well we've already reached the end oh my gosh so just to reiterate www.upstateindieweddings.com for the fall wedding show 50% off your tickets using code long story long at checkout mm-hmm. is there 
Can people buy tickets day of? So you can buy tickets day of. They but not at the door. You can buy them oh, oh, at the door. Goodness. Yeah. Um, you just will pay a little bit more at the door. That's fine. Yeah. So you, um, tickets, regular ticket price is $10. Um, at the door, it'll be like $12. Great. Yeah. Love that. And with the coat, it's $5. I know. So stock up. Guys, this is like a steal and a half. Like, Amen. Yeah, the parking alone would have been more than that. Literally. You know? Such an excellent point. Just saying. And it's like on a Friday night downtown, um, are the Bison still playing? If they are and there's a game, parking's going to be atrocious. Atrocious. <laughs> oh, my God. And Shays? If there's something going on at Shays across the street, like, just just get the tickets, It's guys. all figured out. Yeah, we got you. Oh, but that's an excellent point. If you don't have your ticket ahead of time and you buy it at the door, mm-hmm. you pay for parking. Um, well, your parking will be covered. Okay. But I would just... <laughs> buy your tickets ahead of time. I would just time. say buy your tickets ahead of time <laughs> because then we'll know how many cocktails to make. True. You know. So true. You don't want to be on the wrong end of the cocktail line. No. No. So sad. Yeah. So my final question is... Plug yourself. Plug away. Okay, cool. Where can people find you? Well, for Baby Bird, um, babybirdhomedecor.com or at babybirdhomedecor. Baby Bird Bridal um, is also on Instagram. Um, And then at Upstate Indie Weddings on Instagram, we have, um, you know, just a ton of fun tips and tricks and uh, we spotlight all of our vendors. So it's really easy to find all these incredible, you know, creatives to help you plan your day. Love it. Well, thank you so much for being here, Heather. Oh my God, this was so fun. Thank you for having me. It was it was a blast. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for listening to another episode of Long Story Long. Um, we will see you on November 3rd at the Upstate Indie Weddings Fall Show. And that's that. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>